You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You are now listening to the Philly Pod, a Philadelphia sports podcast. going on y'all yo 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 welcome to our weekly live show here at the philly pod tv youtube channel i'm your host today victor williams be sure to follow me on twitter at the philly pod be sure to do the same for the uh, libertyline.com as well on twitter and instagram at libertyline phl trying to work these uh weekly shows into the mix here and try to do some of the live stuff so i uh, got my partner here with me for these weekly shows as usual you know him from AP News. He covers the entire NFL now, doing the whole landscape. Follow him on Twitter at Rob Mati. Rob, we are still, I think myself, I'm still trying to come down from the high that was a Sunday <laughs> afternoon from the performance of Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles. But you covered the NFL as a whole. How's it been just getting back into the mix and now covering all 32 teams as opposed to just one team in a passionate city? <laughs> Man, I had a great kickoff uh, game with the Cowboys and Buccaneers last Thursday night. The crowd was uh, it, it was electric. It was nice to see people back out there. It was different. It was a different kind of environment. You walk in and they got like a little Bucks beach outside and people are hanging out drinking and, and having a good time. And they're doing that, of course, everywhere at all the stadiums. And then we finish up Monday Night Football with a phenomenal game. Ravens and the Raiders and a great win for Derek Carr and the Las Vegas Raiders opening up that stadium. But, of course, on uh, Sunday, I, I'm trying to – I had the Eagles game on. I, I, You know what I did, Victor, right? I got the package, the DirecTV, and I go to DirecTV, and I'm like, why are the Eagles on? What's going on? It's not on my DirecTV. I'm getting – like, I'm flipping out, and it says it's on locally. I'm like, oh, so it's blacked out because it was on locally. So I didn't even need the package to watch the Eagles live. But I was watching that game, of course, and, and had to make sure because I'm still – I'll be up there Sunday for the Niners game. What an impressive performance, man. It was it was incredible. It was phenomenal up and down. A uh, little bit of a defensive at the start, the two, the two drives, but they were able to hold the Falcons to six points. And from there, total, 
absolute domination, Victor. And you could, like, if you're an Eagles fan, you could not ask for anything better than that. Nick Sirianni passes the test tremendously. Jalen Hurts is exceptional, and, and everyone else comes out there and dominates. That's about as good of a start as you can get. I thought Atlanta was going to win the game. I had a 26-23. I thought the Eagles were going to score some points, but I didn't expect that defense to completely shut down Matt Ryan, Kyle Pitts, and company, and they did a great job. It was fantastic. Yeah, I, th- I expected a win myself, but I didn't think it would be certainly of, of that magnitude. I didn't think they were going to beat down Atlanta the way they did. Nick Sirianni is a, you know, as a first-time uh, play caller and a first-time head coach, he kept a lot of his things his play calling and his designs tight to chest throughout the preseason. We didn't see a ton of it throughout the preseason. So now that we saw a complete regular season game from Nick Sirianni, Rob, what were kind of your takeaways from that? And uh, how, how do you feel about the play calling and the play designs and how we schemed wide receivers open? What was your total entire takeaways from Nick Sirianni in his debut as a head coach with the Philadelphia Eagles? He was everything that we hoped he would be, and and he was exactly what he said he would be. He said that I'll cater my offense to the strengths of the players, and he certainly did that. He went out there and his schemes, and uh, you can point to the Devontae Smith touchdown, just the way Zach Ertz ran precisely uh, the the route perfectly, a little rub, allowed Devontae to be wide open with an over-the-shoulder perfect catch, perfect throw. That was beautiful. Early on, I wanted to see Nick Sirianni get Jalen into a rhythm with some short passes, mid-range passes, and he did that. Quez Watkins caught the first three. I didn't expect that. (laughs) I thought it would be a little Jalen Rieger, Devontae Smith, something like that. But, hey, if you're going to go to Quez three times, let's go. Go go to Quez three times. And there weren't a lot of deep balls, and I think that's what some some people mentioned. But I don't have a problem with that because Jalen's completing 77% of the passes. You're moving the ball up and down. You're converting. You're getting first downs. You're keeping the ball, and you're scoring. So whether or not you, you do it methodically or you do it in chunks, and he was taking what the defense gave him. So when the defense gives, when the defense allows you or, or, or takes away the deep ball from you, look for other ways to win. And, and I, I love what I said. They rotated some guys in. You talked about the three-headed monster running back. We didn't see Boston Scott, and and, and I wonder uh, right now, right, with Kenny Gainwell getting 35% of the snaps and doing so well, Miles Sanders uh, playing so well, is there a role at this point for Boston Scott? I think maybe at some point. And Giants games, there are. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> he'll, get, he'll get used. He'll get used for sure. They'll save him for the uh, for the Giants games. Yeah, we saw a lot of encouraging things from Nick Sirianni all offseason long. He did just preach the fact that we need to put players in their best positions to succeed. We can't be limiting players to one certain position. Speak Speaking specifically of Jalen Rager, he said he's not going to be limited to the slot. He's not going to be limited to that outside. And that was on full display in that first game. So, so very encouraging signs from Nick Sirianni and that offensive coaching staff. Uh, the man of the hour, we can't forget, Jalen Hurts, obviously uh, only had eight incompletions, 264 yards through the air, three touchdowns, 62 yards on the ground. When PFF, whoever is uh, you know big into PFF rankings, ranked as second best behind the greatest to ever play the game in Tom Brady. So very, very good signs from Jalen Hurts in his first game as the presumptive face of the franchise. Um, how impressed were you, Rob, with Jalen Hurts? Were you expecting this kind of performance from him? Was it was was it just the norm for you, considering you know what we saw from him last season? How do you feel about Jalen Hurts and his command of the Eagles' offense? 
I, I love the command that he had. I love the poise, the, the control that he had. He was in full control. He was cool, calm, collected. He only got sacked one time. He was able to escape and create uh, with his legs. That touchdown pass to Dallas Goddard was tremendous, getting outside and uh, eluding the rush and making the pass in a perfect spot. I certainly didn't expect Jalen Hurst to complete 77% of his passes. I think that was the big question on Jalen coming off of last year when he was under 60% in the league where everybody's over 60% nowadays. And, and most guys are, are in the 65-70 range. So I thought that was a great first performance for him to go out there, complete that many passes. Uh, I said, Victor, from last year, I wanted to see what he can do over the course of of a full season. I uh, was willing to bet on him. I, I love the intangibles. And does does he translate all of those intangibles into on the field? He did first week of the season against the Atlanta Falcons. And there's a lot to be excited about. But at the same time, as Nick Sirianni said yesterday, answering my question at the end of it, he, he said, hey, in all honesty, we just won one game. And we got to go out there and do it again. And before, you know, I don't, I don't want to I want to appreciate that kind of win. I certainly do. And it's it's great to be able to dominate a bad team because you don't want to go out there uh, when you're expected to be a rebuilding team yourself and, and lose to the Falcons or win in a slow 16, 13, 13, 12. So to be, to be able to go out there and dominate, you can't take anything away from that. But to caution everybody, hey, this team started in the Doug Peterson era and the Carson Wentz era 3-0. And they destroyed. Remember the Pittsburgh Steelers, I remember. thirty-four to three. I remember. Or whatever we were all we were all excited after that three. And the city was and, on and, fire. Yeah. And they had a bye, right? They had a bye. Bye right after that. Early yeah. bye, and then they played lost the to Lions. Detroit. That was that. Yeah, Ryan Matthews. <laughs> Slay, inter- Slay picked Carson. It was his first. Uh, it was the first pick of of Wentz's career, and it was Darius Slay. Yes, sir. So yeah, so I, I, us as fans are hearing a lot of the uh, the chirping. Fine, it's only Atlanta. You know, don't get too excited. Anybody should be able to beat Atlanta. They're an NFL team, and good teams beat down on bad teams, and that's exactly what the Eagles did. So people can try well, and downplay says it that, all they though, want. Victor, who, who, where's that chirping coming? From? Oh, well, you know, it's from division rivals. You know, well, <laughs> they you know lost. Like, right? And they Dallas, lost. and Dallas is in my ear about a moral victory of almost beating the Bucks, and now we can't be excited about beating the Falcons. So of course, that's that's all we're going to hear as far as the division is concerned. We'll get into the division. Um, a little more later. Speaking of the beatdown that the Eagles did give the Falcons, in Sirianni's latest press conference, you did ask him about how do you maintain this mentality, this hungry mentality after such a convincing victory, and Sirianni referenced the dog mentality that he's trying to install into every player's minds. From your perspective, how how has the mentality been not, not so much how is it differed from last season, but how confident are you that the players can still maintain that hungry mindset moving forward, even after a victory such as this one? I think for the most part, they will, Victor. But uh, uh, that's a question where you got 53 men on a, a roster and then a bunch of guys also on the practice squad. And there's the tendency for one, two, maybe three, somebody is going to look at, hey, I, I played so well, man, I've arrived, or, or I've played so well Sunday, and, and it, maybe it, it's one less minute in the playbook, or it's one less practice rep, or whatever it is, and you got to safeguard against that, because uh, as Sirianni said, hey, if you come out here on Wednesday thinking about what you did on Sunday against Atlanta, you're going to get your butt kicked on 
this upcoming Sunday against San Francisco. The past is the past. You have to put it where it belongs. And you, you learn from mistakes. You build on the positives. And uh, I think that dog mentality that he preaches about, that he talks about, uh, he wore the T-shirt yesterday. So that was cool. Uh, that's something that he's got you know, to really try and continue to instill on a weekly basis. He said it's a day-to-day thing. It's a week-to-week thing. And uh, I believe that because this is a – this is a team that's young uh, with a good mix of veterans who've been there and done that. And some of those guys, the Fletcher Cox and the Jason Kelseys and the Brandon Brooks, they've won a Super Bowl and they've been to the top of the mountain. They've been to the bottom. They know what it's like. And and the younger guys are going to look to them and see their temperament. And you got to make sure you have that same energy and that same preparation and you can never let up and you can never feel like, hey, I've arrived or I've accomplished or I've, I'm, I'm good. You're not good enough because what you did last week don't matter when you go out there this week against a very tough opponent. Yeah, I was about to say the 49ers are a good benchmark to see where this team is at. Atlanta was a good team to get your feet wet and get you, you know, feeling good about the season. And the 49ers come into town now. They're going to bring you back to reality really quick. <laughs> Minus, you know, they did lose most for the year and they lost their starting corner. Uh, they just signed Drake Kirkpatrick, I believe. So we're going to have to see how the Eagles fare against the 49ers Sunday in Philadelphia. Now, more about the offense. Kenneth Gainwell was a surprise to a lot of people. He played for 35% of the snaps. He had nine carries, 37 yards, a touchdown, and also was targeted three times out of the backfield. So 10-plus touches for the 150th overall pick in Kenneth Gainwell. Miles Sanders in his own right, 113 scrimmage yards. And then we all know Jalen Hurts, 62 yards on the ground. Do the Eagles now have this kind of three-headed rushing attack? Is this kind of offense sustainable? And should we expect to see Kenneth Gainwell as a feature back in this offense moving forward? I don't know about featured. Uh, I think Bob Sanders <laughs> is still going to be that guy. But it's nice to have Kenneth Gainwell be able to take some reps, take some snaps, take, uh, and, and be productive. And that's what it's all about. If you're productive, you're going to continue to go back out there. And, and it's going to help because you're going to need three running backs. You may need more. We've seen injuries in the NFL. We know what that's like. And, and mm-hmm. you're going to have to go through a season. Uh, Miles Sanders hasn't played a full season yet. Uh, we're, we're going to have to rely on on the, the great thing is you got a, a rookie like Kenneth Gainwell where the coaching staff has enough confidence in him week one that he's out there uh, getting 35% of the snaps. And he's certainly talented. He certainly brings a lot of, of flexibility uh, because he can run the ball, he can catch the ball, he's got great hands. Miles Sanders was, uh, I was impressed with his hands this week because we saw last last year he struggled, he really did. And sometimes he wasn't where he was supposed to be uh, and that caused some issues with the offense. And, and this week it looked like uh, he, he was getting the, the passing game down. And uh, as I said earlier, you and I talked about Boston Scott. We can't. He's, he's going to be used. He's going to get an opportunity to go out there. And I think it's a great thing. You need two guys. You need three guys. And, and Jordan Howard on a practice squad or whatever it is, number four somebody, you're going to use somebody else too at some point. So it's, it's great to be able to get Kenneth Gainwell a young guy out there and, and get those reps, get it some confidence. He scores a touchdown in his first NFL game. That's only going to help him as the season progresses. Yeah, certainly a confidence booster. That's three players, 22 years of age, that scored a touchdown between Rager, Devontae Smith, and Kenneth Gainwell. So the youth is, is prominent. Right? Three, three guys, 22. Three guys, 22, all scored. So that certainly boasts well for the youth movement over in, in Philadelphia. Like so it. speaking of uh, the Heisman winner, didn't take long for him to make his mark first career catch. It is a touchdown in the same spot he caught 
that touchdown in the uh, championship game. So, of course, that's been made of note uh, at this point. He led the team in targets uh, with eight, tied for the team lead with Raker with six receptions, played in all but nine snaps offensively. So if there was any doubt that he was a bona fide WR1 on this team, he proved it on on Sunday. And not only that, all 166 pounds of him was the second highest graded run blocker right behind J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. So he is a do-it-all receiver, despite what many believe. How impressed were you, Rob, with Devontae Smith? As if as if there was any doubt, you know, he does prove to be the receiver that he was touted to be coming out of Alabama. Yeah, very much so, Victor, very much so. And, and I, I love his, his ability to go out there and, and just be open exactly where Jalen wants him to be. His route running ability, his hands, terrific. The fact that he caught that touchdown, nice, beautiful, over-the-shoulder, great route, great run, the confidence that he brings. Uh, somebody asked him after the game, when did you know you were going to be? Uh, and he's like, as soon as I saw man, I knew I was going to be open. I love that swag. I love that confidence in, in a guy like Devontae Smith. And, and at some at one point, he had didn't he have like five catches, six catches in the, in the first half or through mm-hmm. the second quarter? Five I was like, in man, the first on, half, yep. Yeah, he's on pace for like 12, 13, 150-yard game. And, <laughs> hey, that's okay. You, you, you get those numbers. Uh, you, you, you give other guys their opportunities. And Jalen Rieger caught some passes. That was very, very promising for me to see. But Devontae is certainly uh, everything I thought he would be. And I'm, I'm surprised, though, about the, the run blocking. I didn't know he was going to grade out that well. Like mm-hmm. you said, 166 pounds, man. He is he's a skinny dude. He really is. Scrappy out and, there. The young uh, he's, out, he's out there just getting away. You know, I don't want you getting hurt. Just getting away and, and, and see what you can do. <laughs> Since we're on the topic of receivers, you and I talked extensively throughout the summer about Jalen Rager, some of the things he was going through last season, obviously the tragedy he went through in the offseason. Uh, but if anything, you put his acceleration on display. Sirianni is doing a good job of scheming him open six catches already in the first game, 49 yards and a touchdown. Is this a sign of more good things from Jalen Rager as the season progresses? Uh, I think so, man. And they have some good yak on that touchdown catch, too. Yeah, we right? saw that acceleration. I haven't seen that. Yeah. I don't think I saw yeah. it at all last year except on that, that one uh, Saints play. But <laughs> That was the one where Melata laid out the corner. Mm-hmm. Yep, that, it's like the safety was, out. That was, yeah. that was on the touchdown. Oh, it was the safety. And and uh, I, I, was, I was so – I didn't like – the way things went down for Jalen Rieger last year. And I no, thought it was I don't wasn't think anybody fair. did. <laughs> you know, the criticism I don't think was fair. He, he had a lot of high expectations. He had to play under the shadow. It's not his fault the Eagles took Justin Jefferson, right, man. It's, right. not, it's not his fault that Justin Jefferson's going out there and lighting it up with a bad Minnesota Vikings football team that's <laughs> got to throw the ball a lot because they stink and they're coming back in games. Now, I'm not trying to take anything away from Justin Jefferson, 13-ball pro, a tremendous year, and he may very well end up being the better of the two. But one season is not enough to make that decision uh, or that determination. And and I don't care if Justin Jefferson is a three-time, four-time, five-time pro bowler and goes on to the Hall of Fame. All I care about is what can Jalen Rieger do? And I wasn't willing to write him off after one season. And you saw the talent and the ability that he has. And maybe it took scheming him open, like you said. Maybe it took a different kind of offensive system uh, to work him in. I, man, I'll never forget last year asking Doug Peterson, Uh, How much of it is the wide receiver's inability to get open versus scheming them open? And, and, you know, Doug and I get get along very well and and we have a great relationship. But he he didn't he didn't want to answer that question because that was, hey, me saying either these guys suck or you can't get them open. 
and and he didn't he wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna throw them under the bus and say no they're not good enough and he didn't want to say that hey it's not my scheme i'm not getting them open it's not our scheme but it kind of put him on the spot and it it was it it was a we're seeing it now right we saw it's one week it's one game it's our first taste of the Nick Sirianni offense. Things mm-hmm. will be different this week because the San Francisco 49ers now, they have tape on the they Eagles. Have some they tape. know, yep. right? They know what to expect. They didn't have that tape on Sirianni. They didn't see what this offense is going to look like. So things will be different this week, and we'll see how they adjust. Sirianni was very encouraging for Sirianni. The Eagles put up 30 points for the first time since December of 2019. So that'll tell you that the Eagles struggled to put up points. And if anything was what game to prove was that, that in 19, was that, uh, that was the last game. It was the, uh, it was oh. the, um, the 2019 no, game. So that was the Joshua Perkins touchdown. Remember that when Wentz yeah. threw it like cross body and falls across the field and we were on. Remember when he could make throws like that? Yeah. Back in the day. Man, back in the day. <laughs> so yeah. And then in addition to that, uh, what was it? The, the Devontae Smith touchdown. He's the first Eagle to catch a touchdown in his NFL debut since 1990. And I forget the guy's name. It's like Hargrove or Margrove or something like that. And he only had one career touchdown and it wasn't that game. (laughs) So that tells you. And then Chris Carter in 87, he was the last guy, the last guy to do it. So, so Sirianni's already, uh, you know, doing some, doing some fun things. And the Eagles' victory over Atlanta, the largest margin of victory since November of the Super Bowl year when they beat Chicago. So so the Eagles' offense is finally clicking on all sides, and it looks like that at least for one week they can possibly contend with the offense of the Dallas or whoever else they're going to be uh, up against to try and bring a division title uh, to Philadelphia. On the defensive side of the ball, Rob, obviously it took a while to get the sacks going, but Hargrave came away, six tackles, three QB hits, two sacks. Hit Ridgeway got his later on. It was looking a little shaky for, for Gannon's defense. It looked like the ghost of Jim Schwartz was still hanging around for, for a couple series there, um, but they held Mike Davis to 3.3 yards per carry. How do you feel about Jonathan Gannon and his debut as defensive coordinator for the Eagles? Hey, after two, it was two drives where the Falcons, the first two, were able to move mm-hmm. the ball. Wasn't looking good but, for a minute there. <laughs> yeah, but, but yet they held them both times. They held exactly. them to field goals. Ben, don't right? break is still a thing. So you were able to hold them to field goals. They were able to, to make some adjustments, and, and I love the way they, they were able to pressure without bringing a blitz. Uh, they were able to dominate up front. That defensive line is uh, certainly the strength of their defense up front. And to be able to see hard uh, – Javon Hargrave get to the quarterback and, and get those sacks. I thought that was a great thing. I love that they're able to rotate so many guys on that defensive line. Keep guys fresh, Victor. Uh, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Man, defensive line, when you got that kind of depth and you're able to, to, to be able to rotate guys and keep them fresh. Offensive linemen are in the fourth quarter, and, and they're tired, man. They've been out there the whole game, and they're not getting any reps unless they're dinged up or they're hurt. But that D-line is, is fresh. And they, they were bringing it, man. They, they were bringing it. And there's a, lot of, there's a lot of versatility on this team. So Jonathan Gannon, uh, another guy, just like Nick Sirianni, said, I'm going to coach to the strengths of my players. And he went out there and he did that against the Atlanta Falcons. 49ers going to present a different set of challenges. And, and you got a quarterback who 
can can do some things and a second quarterback and a backup. Say, they got a dual QB right? offense over there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he all, they only used Trey Lance. He threw the ball one time for a touchdown. Jimmy G ain't giving up his starting spot that, that easily, easy. and, right? He ain't going to give it up that easily. But there's a lot of things. It's a Kyle Shanahan. I love that that it's a Kyle Shanahan offense in week two. So it's going to be a very it's going to present a big time challenge for this team. And we'll know a lot more about Jonathan Gannon and the defense after this week after they play the 49ers. Yeah, the defensive front surely is a force. They have been for a while now. Third in the league in sacks last season with 49, and will more than likely continue that trend this season. And not for nothing, the cornerbacks held their own. I believe Maddox, Slay, and uh, and Nelson all graded out top 15 via PFF, or PFF uh, as far as cornerbacks are concerned. Slay had that pass breakup, and Nelson held his own from, from what I could tell in the film I've seen so far. So nobody got burnt and up against Calvin Ridley. And Kyle Pitts, that's all you can ask for. Calvin Ridley held to 51 yards. Kyle Pitts held to 31. So very, very good things. Speaking briefly about the 49ers coming up, they've lost Mostert for the year. And uh, they lost their cornerback, one Jason Verrett. They just signed uh, Drake Kirkpatrick. So he'll more than likely be lining up against Devontae, trying to figure out how he's going to do that. But they still have some weapons on offense. Debo Samuel, 200 yards receiving in his first game. Brandon Ayuk is still there. He gave us some issues last year. And, of course, George Kittle. It's still early. We're going to figure out the previews. But, Rob, early things that the Eagles need to zero in on if they want to win the home opener and go on to 2-0 and on the season before Dallas week. Yeah, and the rookie, Elijah Mitchell, was able to step in. Oh, yeah, I forgot about him. He ran for over 100 yards. And uh, what they're going to have to do this week is be disciplined. I think the key when you're facing a San Francisco 49ers uh, Kyle Shanahan offense is discipline because there's so much movement, right? He's He's got guys going all over the place. Samuel's going back and forth. Ayuk's doing this and that. And you got the fullback. I love that they utilize a fullback. I don't know why more teams don't use a fullback. But you got number 44 back there. Uh, Kyle, I'm not even going to try and say use check. I think use check yeah, is that him? Yeah, yeah. whatever it is. It's, <laughs> so you, you got the you got the fullback back there. You got movement. You guys guys have to be disciplined. Uh, linebackers got to be disciplined. You got to stay in your gaps. You got to see the man in front of you. You got to keep the eye your eyes uh, on on the football, and and that that's going to be key. Uh, George Kittle is a monster. He's a beast. I thought that Kyle Pitts was going to have a big game. George Kittle is going to it's going to be hard to, to hold that man down. Uh, he's he's just that good. He's that phenomenal. But hey, you can. The Eagles were able to always somehow find a way to beat Atlanta, and Julio Jones got his yards. Uh, I don't care if and last year they beat San Fran, and George Kittle got his catches and got his yards. Well, they, so, they beat Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard. That's you know, yeah, it's, it's bit, yeah, Nick Mullins throwing that pass. Yeah, so right we got to a good Alex share at Nick Mullins. Singleton. So. Uh, guys can get their yards and get their catches, and you could still have some success as long as you keep them out of the end zone. But I think the key this week is going to be discipline uh, against an offense that uh, shows so many, so much, so many different uh, variations, schemes, runs the ball, runs the ball well, has a veteran quarterback in Jimmy G, and, and then of course Trey Lance. When, whenever he's out there, you you gotta you can't lose track of that kid because he can do so many different things. Yeah, Jalen Hurts in that offense is surely going to have a test against Bosa. You got Fred Warner in the middle who just got paid. You got some studs on that defense, too, that Hurts is going to have to be uh, aware of. That'll about wrap up this first weekly episode. Wanted to recap some of the Eagles takeaways on the first episode as well as begin to preview the upcoming 49ers game. Appreciate everybody tuning into this live show. You'll be able to catch the replay on YouTube, the Philly Pod TV YouTube channel. Be sure to go subscribe to that. 
Follow Rob on Twitter at Rob Motti. Follow all his stuff he is doing over at AP. Anything exciting coming up, Rob? Any pieces, interviews? You've been you've been a busy man all off season. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's constantly busy. I got a really cool interview uh, with Rodney McLeod coming up this oh. week on the the AP Pro Football Podcast, which will come out Thursday, and the longer version will be on the Faith on the Field show this weekend across the country on seven different stations. So I sat down with Rod last week and. Uh, he was really high on Nick Sirianni. He was really high on Jalen Hurts and Jonathan Gannon and that secondary, and they went out there and proved him right in week one. So look forward to getting Rod back out there because uh, he's been he's been through the wars. He knows what it takes. He's a veteran leader back there in that secondary. They've won a Super Bowl with him, and he's a team captain. So we talk about all of that stuff, what it means to him to be a team captain, what it means uh, for him having to come back from an injury that he went through already. So he knows what it takes to have to come back from Isn't that. Isn't it both so, knees now, right? Both yeah, knees he's done so, toward him. Yeah. Exactly, man, when you go through, I went through an ACL, so I, I, know, you? I know what that, yeah. I had what were ACL you doing? Playing, I was playing <laughs> football, man. I, I, I had a pick. I came down, came down, turned my body, cleat got caught in the ground, popped my ACL. That's one way to do it. No contact, no contact whatsoever. It's and, always the non-contact uh, ACL. Yeah, too. That, that's why anytime I see a guy, and I jogged off the field. Anytime I see a guy jog off the field, I'm like, who knows? It could, it could be, it could be an ACL. It could be, you know, some guys. Carson stayed in the game and threw a touchdown and walked off and yeah. it was done. So, and then some guys fall down to the turf crying and get carted <laughs> off. So it's different. <laughs> It's different for everybody, man, but uh, good to see Rod on his way back. I would anticipate we see him um, probably early October, hopefully uh, no later than that. Yeah, surely cannot wait to get Rodney McLeod back on that field. Be sure to plug all that stuff that Rob is doing and check out that interview as well. Thank you guys for tuning in. Follow me on Twitter at the Philly Pod. Subscribe to the show, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Odyssey, Amazon, YouTube, all that fun stuff. Anywhere else you get your shows. Drop the likes, drop the comments, subscribe to the channel, subscribe to the show, leave those reviews. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.